up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Peter. Pete, good to see you this evening. Hey, Derek. I am excited anytime we talk about Muppets, so... Yeah, I was, that, I was I was going to make a bad Muppet joke, but I decided to just say that. Yeah, because the Muppets make enough of them. That's right. So, and next we've got Steve. <laughs> Steve, glad to have you with us. Hello, everyone. I think it's glad to be here. Kermit the Frog, or Waka Waka Waka. Oh, why am I feeling like I need a one-man Statler and Waldorf this evening? Um, guys, if you've not already, please like, subscribe, share. We are on all the systems. That way you'll never miss any of our shows. And we've got a couple fun ones coming up. So this week, we are talking about Muppet Treasure Island. This was the follow-up to uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, which was such a success. They decided to go ahead and do another one. And they decided on Muppet Treasure on Treasure Island. Follows the book. Kind of, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> kind of. It has Long John Silver. It has the Cabin Boy. It has Captain Smollett. Yeah. Um. So and 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 that's really about it. But it's close enough. So uh, Tim Curry is our Long John Silver. Um. Features the Gonzo and Rizzo combination with uh the Cabin Boy Jim, who has the map. Uh, that they used in Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, Jim, Jim Hawkins wasn't in the original story, wasn't it? Jim Hawkins or something like that. Yeah, it was Jim Hawkins? I think it was. I think it was in this one too. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I know Pete. You said you had never seen this. Yep. And Steve had never seen this. And right. And I had not seen it in probably well, honestly, somewhere between twenty and twenty-five years. If I'm gonna just because. It's been that long since I've watched it. So, Steve, I, uh, yeah, Steve, I'll start with you on this one. What <laughs> makes this movie a buried treasure? It's going to be the quick Muppet one liners. The one that made me laugh out loud is, um, something like it was like a dead body. We can't have a dead body. This is a kid's movie. Yeah, <laughs> that fourth wall breaking. <laughs> yes, um, I also I like Rizzle the Rat. I guess the backstory of it being a cruise cracked me up. Like, does not make sense, but it's the Muppets. Um, I I'm torn about um, Tim Curry. I really liked him. There's some things I liked about it, and there's other things I don't like. I go back and forth. Um, yes. I mean, those are things. It's definitely the one-liners. Um, I had never seen the movie. Um, that's really about what I have to say right now about what I liked. 
okay. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this it was definitely a Muppet movie. Um, I think they. I think this was more of a true Muppet movie than Muppet Christmas Carol was, um, because it was so focused on the Muppet jokes and the Muppets breaking the fourth wall. And it, it was, it was where in Christmas Carol, they were really focused on telling the story mm-hmm. in this one. The story was the vehicle for the jokes. Yes. Um, I will say as a, as a villain in a Muppet movie, I thought Tim Curry was a brilliant choice. Um, especially if you're looking early to mid nineties, when this came out, he was, this was in think he just on home alone Two. This was in that era of Tim Mm -hmm. Curry. So he was as hot as he ever was at that point in time. Um, this was in his, I think comedically is where Tim Curry shines. Um, we have seen Tim Curry do some horror stuff. He was the original clown in it. Um, so I just think this, this really felt to me like a Muppet movie. So Pete, what worked for you? Yeah, that was, that's what worked for me too is, um, it it seems it seems with most Muppet fans, my opinion of the Christmas Carol is like kind of blasphemous. That I I don't love the Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, uh, we we reviewed it. I, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but we reviewed it, and I I didn't give it a real high rating. Um, I mean Michael Caine is fantastic in it. Um, and uh, but but it's not it's not a real Muppety. Muppet movie. It's it's the movie is played very straight. There's other than Gonzo and Rizzo, it's kind of all the other characters are play it as this is a serious production of the Christmas Carol with the occasional joke. This was more like the Muppets are putting on Treasure Island, a, a, a play of Treasure Island. And um, I thought they did a good job of casting the Muppet characters in the different roles for the most part. I'll, I'll get to my one that I did not like in the negatives, but like um, having uh, Sam be the, uh, the, the, the second in command was good, you know, having, uh, having Kermit as the, as you know, instead of being necessarily the lead role uh, in the, in the show, he was Captain Smollett, but that made sense. Kermit's kind of got to be the, the, the noble one, you know? So I really, and then how they mixed Miss Piggy in there. I, I thought all that really worked well. I thought there was enough humor that it was funny. And I liked the songs that were, I mean, you can't, you can't beat the original Muppet movie for songs, but I thought, the songs in this movie were at least humorous enough that I enjoyed them more than I did what was in Muppet Christmas Carol. So that's okay. uh, so, so that, there was a lot of positive to meet to okay. this movie. Now, Pete, I'm going to have you go ahead and start this one. What should have been in the leaky lifeboat? What wasn't so great about this movie? Um, 
So, so I'll say two things. One, I thought besides Tim Curry, the human casting wasn't great. Um, uh, I mean, Jennifer other Saunders. Than, other than Jim, there wasn't much human casting. There wasn't a lot, but you had Jennifer Saunders there in the beginning. There were, there was a few roles, the the other pirates and things like that. I just thought, and, and even Jim, I thought the kid was, yeah. So I thought, I thought the human casting could have been better. Um, and then the one Muppet role that I didn't care for was Fozzie's. Ooh, yeah. Because like he wasn't being Fozzie and his one joke was that he had a person in his <laughs> finger and it wasn't funny. I, I didn't I, like I was, are they referring to something that I'm supposed no. to know no. from treasure Island or no? Cause, cause like the, everything, I mean, you know, Fozzie's supposed to be bad jokes. Yes. But Fozzie's not stupid. Right. They're, they're not, they're not, they're so bad that they're funny. Not, they're just bad. And like, I don't know. I thought, I, I thought they really did Fozzie a disservice of all the characters, uh, on the, on the, of the Muppets. Um, poor Rolf barely like being just in it for one scene. I wasn't all that. Oh, I have a story about either, that. But, I, yeah. I, I do know the story behind that one. Yeah. Well, I didn't, so, I don't know. Was uh, it to do with Jim Henson or something? Yes. Yes. This yeah. was the first, movie after Jim Henson passed and then his son um felt like no one was up to par to to do it. Um is that it's the first appearance of Rolf since Jim Henson had passed. Muppet Christmas Carol was after Jim Henson passed. Okay. So but Rolf wasn't in it. Okay. Rolf Rolf wasn't in it. Yeah. So so okay. I mean that but that I had less of a problem with in that um at least you know he wasn't in it much but they didn't it, it didn't they didn't like screw up his personality i thought fozzy they just they didn't get right at all i thought most of the other characters they got the personality and i do have to say the switching to the positive side for just a second i did love the whole rat cruise <laughs> bit throughout the whole movie it was 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 great but uh yeah, what about what about you, Steve? I feel like there's some things you didn't like. <laughs> um, I felt that it was not. Um, it was definitely Muppets, but the core Muppets, so Kermit, um, Miss Piggy, Fozzie. I felt like they were more sort of second tier characters and not mm -hmm. as much of the focus. So I really missed that part. I, I mean, because I look at her like Kermit didn't do much. He was there, and then. Tim Curry, I go back and forth. Like he really hammed it up, which is totally different than um Michael Caine from um Christmas Story, who was blind playing it very straight. So it was a mm -hmm. sort of different humor. And there, I think there's parts where he did really good of hamming it up with the Muppets. And then I felt like other times it sort of fell more flat. But as I like it when they're the core Muppets, the ones I grew up with, they're more the center stage. There are there's lots of Muppets, like that number with the rats with the big production number with the rats at the sort of beginning of the movie thought was totally hilarious loved it like the stage show or something um personally i dozed off during it i got bored and i caught myself nodding off during it so yes what about you derek um 
this was very much a case of when I when we suggested this and when we thought it, I remember this being such a great movie. Not so much. Um, <laughs> to me, to me, the songs in this did not work okay. because the I felt the entire thing was trying too hard and to say that for a Muppet movie is saying something. Um, the songs were all too wordy um and and it's reminded me a lot of like watching and yes I'm going to use this and remind me of watching Hamilton and and not comparing the music on the two mm. but you almost had the first time you listen to it you almost have to pull up the closed captioning to catch what they're saying is how I'm going to compare it to Hamilton mm. yeah um, that's, but this guess, was not Hamilton that's the only way you can compare it oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a technical aspect, right? Um, I would agree with Steve. I think the Muppets themselves were not utilized as well as they could be. I think this was a Tim Curry vehicle that happened to have the Muppets, and the problem was they didn't have a straight man. Uh, to me, my Christmas Carol works because Michael Caine played it like he was playing Royal Shakespeare. He was playing it straight because he knew he could not compete with the Muppets. This is what happens when you have the main villain also trying to be a Muppet. Mm -hmm. So, um, which I say, you know, you know, I've you've seen those things all over Facebook where, you know, Tim Curry is a real life Muppet. Well, not eh. quite. <laughs> Maybe it's Frankenfurter, but that's I, about it. Yeah. Um, See, though, I think, I mean, yes, but like he's being Tim Curry. I mean, I think to a lot of the other things, I think to like Clue, which yeah. is very, very broad and 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 like works so well. But he's like so good in that. Okay, Steve, I got to ask, was that a, was that a disgust sigh or a I love Clue sigh? I love Clue. Like, I, I feel like. Tim Curry there playing it over the top works. I don't know why one was over the top in that one. Right. And I don't know why I felt like parts of this, it just was not working for me. Okay. Maybe he wasn't over top enough. Like he didn't go like all out or maybe the Muppets didn't go all out. That's well, fair. I, I, it could be what Derek points out is that there's no contrast because he's going Full ham Every, and the Muppets full are ham. full ham, right? And the yeah. Jim Hawkins character, the actor was, and the character itself, even the writing was not strong enough. It was not strong enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that he was not that straight enough where everyone could play off of it. Um, yeah, I don't know if you noticed or not. He, I mean, it was a very obvious a dub of all of his singing, just because, as again. The problem with hiring actors that are about 11 or 12 or 13 years old is they go through puberty during the shooting of a film. And he did in this one. Think yeah. back to Sword in the Stone, where they actually had to have three different actors. Yeah. Those songs were him, but early recordings of him. The other reason that the some of the Muppets didn't feel quite right, Frank Oz did not actually Muppet right. any of his characters. He voiced all of them, but he did not actually puppet he didn't perform. any of them. Yeah. Because he was off directing some other movie. 
So that's why is he was unavailable. Yeah. Well, and and you didn't have Jim Henson at this point, and right. I think that does affect things to a degree. I think it, it happened in Muppet Christmas Carol is they gave Kermit a smaller role because they didn't have Jim. Right. Um, and I think that continued here, even though they gave him a bigger role in this movie. But I, I, I yeah, think they, the problem is all the Frank Oz characters were still big. I mean, yeah. when he does Piggy, this, right. this Piggy was off. Um, and so, just, yeah. There's there's that little I'm I the, the, as they say the genus quite the I don't know what but it's not quite right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean it's just and this overall story was weak. It was, yeah, I was fine with it. But. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I didn't buy Tim Curry as a super bad, as a someone who would would truly betray because he never had a serious look on his face. Does that make sense? He was always had yeah. that hammy smiley look of his, even when, even when he was, you know, Jim, get, I'm going to take, I'll be taking your, uh, compass, uh, your compass either way. Yeah. He said it with a little bit of a, with a little bit of a smirk. So it's just, it, it didn't quite work for me. No, he was never, he never felt like a threat. Particularly Which, Long John Silver. If I, have either of you guys actually read the Long John Silver story, no. Long John Silver is a bad, bad man. Right. Yeah. So it didn't. I understand him playing up to Jim and making a connection with Jim, mm-hmm. but him as the bad guy didn't work for me. Okay. So this was, they did these two right, you know, right there went together. Muppet Christmas Carol and this. Then they did not do another Muppet movie until like 2011. I think. I think no Muppets from Muppets from Space was after this. Was right after this, and it bombed. Was it? Yes, pretty sure. Because that. Because then you're right. After that, they kind of shelved the Muppets for a long yeah, time. Okay, Muppets from Space was in '99. Yeah, and then. The t- then it was until 2011, yeah. 2011, which was the Muppets. Was that right. when the Muppets, the one that with was Jason Siegel and the, yeah, yeah, and Amy Adams. Yep, yep, yeah. Okay, so, but this was the last of the literary based ones, right? Uh, I want to know if they would go back and look at these. What book should be Muppetized, if you will, Pete? I know you gave us a suggestion on the. Uh, on a chat, and I'm guessing you're not going to fall. No, I'm not going to give that one. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was thinking along similar lines to this, an early Disney classic that could be done uh, interestingly for um, with the Muppets would be 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, where you have Captain Nemo be the human character and then have everybody else be Muppets, uh, including the including, including the squid. Squid. Yeah, including the squid, mm-hmm. definitely. Is it squid is a Muppet? Um I think I think that could be interesting because I do agree with you the one piece that I did like so much 
that I liked more in Muppet Christmas Carol was I would like to have seen the main actor play this straighter. Cause I, cause I agree. Tim, Tim Curry, he worked okay for me. You know, he's, he's Tim Curry. He's yeah. kind of over the top. Anyways, I was fine with it. But, kind of. <laughs> well, no, no, I know I'm saying he's kind of over the top in everything. Yeah. He was definitely over yeah. the top in this, but I'm saying he's, there's not much that he isn't right. over the top in a bit. Um, but, you know, the, the way Michael Caine played that role was just spot on. So I think 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, you get a, uh, you know, a more serious actor to play Nemo and then have the Muppets fill in all the other roles in that movie and the crew of the ship and everything like that. I think that could be an entertaining movie. What about you, Steve? What do you think of? I'm going completely opposite of you. Okay. Um, I'm going with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, Gonzo is Willy Wonka and okay. his chickens yep. are their rats are the Oompa Loompas. Mm-hmm. Um, Kermit, of course, chickens. it has got to be the chickens. <laughs> yes. Um, Kermit <laughs> is definitely Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Miss Piggy would be Veruca Salt. Um, Fozzie, pro- um, I probably put Fozzie as Augusta Gloop, but I think no, no human characters, full on Muppets and just go completely over the top. Okay. That that's a valid one. <laughs> I'm going to go more closer along the lines of what Pete did. I'm going to go three musketeers. I'm going to go but, oh, okay. but you got to have two your bad guys have to be the humans. You got to have Cardinal Richelieu as a bad guy and I will say Tim Curry was Cardinal Richelieu in the um the Chris O'Donnell one that they did, Keith for Southern one, one that they did. Oh, yeah. He wasn't that great of a Cardinal Richelieu, but no. anyway, and you gotta have a um, lady to winter be a human because she's a bad guy. And I, you just can't do piggy as a bad guy. <laughs> like, I mean, as far as a truly evil murdering murderess. Yeah, yeah. You can't do piggy. But if you have those two as humans, oh my gosh, you set yourself up for I mean, you've got you've got Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo as your as your main three, and then D'Artagnan. You really need to bring another uh, human in. Fine. That's where you can pull in Gonzo. That's where you can pull in. But that Gonzo and Rizzo would actually work well as narrators for that too. Yeah. So no, I like your idea having the the D'Artagnan the D'Artagnan would be a human, and then the the original Three Musketeers. I, I like I kind of like that idea of doing yeah. it uh, with a little bit of a mix there because like yeah. you ha- you have a human character that's the young brash, the young, young brat, yeah, you know, and he's learning from Muppets, right? Right. So yeah, yeah, I would I would um, that that would be the way I would go, but yeah, and then and then there are other. Obviously, other characters that you could throw in there. You could have there's some. There's a couple like minor bad guys that go through it that yeah. could be some of those throwaway Muppets or some of those like there are several bad Muppets. I think from like what was the Muppet TV show in like the 90s that lasted for like Jim Henson's like creature work. Muppet workshop? Babies. 
Oh, no, oh, no, that, that no, no, there was an actual Muppet. Wow, no, 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 Steve. <laughs> Nanny, Nana cannot be a bad guy. <laughs> no, no, the the one that the one that introduced us to Uncle Deadly is the one um, you're talking about. It was like it was yeah. like late eighties, something Are you like that. Muppets now, Muppets now, uh, no, Muppets, Muppets tonight, Muppets tonight. That was uh, it. okay. Uh, it ran because uh, I'm not even sure that was it. Cause that ran ninety six to ninety eight. So I'm not sure that was yeah, it. I, no, I think that's the one you're referring to with with the with the pink like guy with like the dreads and that kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah, then that was Muppet. Yeah, that, that was Muppet. Muppet. I, I thought there was one even earlier. I'm so looking. anyway, um, but to me, yeah, I said. I mean, those are all. Uh, I'm not quite sold on yours, Steve. To be perfectly wow. honest, because again. Having Muppets as the bad kids, I'm not sure really works. You could have the Muppets as the parents of the bad kids. If if Steve's funding it with his own money, he can make whatever he wants. I also thought of Zorro. Zorro was in my mind too. Zorro could work, but again, you got to have the... Um, okay, so Zorro would be Kermit, obviously. Kermit would have to be Zorro on that one. Uh, the sergeant would be probably Fozzie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, see, that one would work as Fozzie. Um, Bernardo would probably... I don't think Bernardo was Scooter. Um, oh, yeah. Just, just go off the original Muppet show as the assistant. Go, then you have to have the bad guy, the Montessario or the different bad guys he faces as a human that cycles that different humans cycle through. So, I mean, yeah, Zorro, you could do this for a lot of different shows. I mean, you could do old Yeller, but Rolf is old Yeller wouldn't work. Um, <laughs> that so, would be the saddest Muppet movie ever. That would be, that would probably even be sadder than the original. To, yeah. Right. So anyway, I think there's a reason they probably stopped doing the Muppet adaptations, if nothing else, then the first one worked. This, this one, to me, didn't really. But let's see what you guys think. I For Pixie Dust ratings, we typically rate things on Pixie Dust scale out of five. I do have a rating for Kate. Kate gave this show a three. Kate gave Muppet right. Treasure Island a three. Pete, how about you? Can you tell me what I gave uh, Christmas, Christmas Carol? Carol? Two and a half. Christmas Carol was two and a half. Okay. I'm going to give this a three and a half. Um, I really enjoyed it. I was, I was pleasantly surprised for that time period of Muppets. Um, there was not a lot of great stuff coming out. Um, I, again, I enjoyed it more than a Muppet Christmas Carol, so I have to rate it higher. Um, I wouldn't call it fantastic. It certainly doesn't hold up to uh, the Muppet movie or the great Muppet caper. But um, I think, uh, yeah, three and a half is what I'm going to give it. What about you, Steve? I think I'm guessing uh, lower. <laughs> yes. Derek, what did I give um, Muppets Christmas Carol? Um, you gave Muppet Christmas Carol a three and a half. Okay, I'm going to go with two and a half then. Yeah, sounds like we're kind of opposite yeah, on yeah, these. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay. Um, and I gave Muppet Christmas Carol a four. This is a two and a half for me. Um, just because there's a lot of stuff. There are 
moments of this I would watch again. The cabin fever number is fun. The cabin fever number is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the part where Rizzo's calling the people onto the ships and the uh I like the like the lineup calling the the roster yeah. the attendance yeah. part. Old Tom, very old Tom and dead Tom. I mean <laughs> but other than that, I if this is on and it's not this is part I flip it on, turn to it, say, Oh, it's at that part. And if it's the couple of funny parts, fine. If it's not, I'm flipping it to something else. So to me, it's a two and a half. So and to me, this just goes to prove that there are Muppet movies for different people. Yes. So and the which is to me how you know that Muppets are the Muppets work across a wide spectrum tells me that there's something really there there. I mean, if it's everyone really likes it or everyone really hates it, I'm not as impressed with as if a lot of people like at least parts of it. Does yeah. that make sense to me? Does that make yeah. sense to you guys? I, I would say this, and I'm, I don't, I, you guys didn't rate it as well as I did. I would say as a Muppet fan, this is worth seeing once if you're, if you're yeah. a fan of the Muppets. Oh, I agree, yes. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. See it once. Yeah. There and are see, many and see what you think more than once. Yeah. But if you're going through it, if you're going through all the different movies, this is not one of the first ones to watch. No, I mean again, the, you know, the the there you have the original, the original three, movie. which is I mean the Muppet right. the Muppet movie is fantastic. Muppets Take Manhattan. Muppets Take Manhattan. I think Great Muppet Caper second and then Muppets Take Manhattan, okay. but I may be confused. But those three to me are all good places to start these these middle ones uh you know it, it, muppet, your mileage may vary this and muppet christmas carol are okay do yeah. not watch muppets from space <laughs> don't yeah i've, it, I've it's, yeah it, it it's terrible so okay other thing we're going to talk about this week is we did a Talked after the first episode of Loki about the show. Now we're through episodes uh, two through four. As I like to say, does anybody really know what time it is? Or more important, does at this point does anybody really care? Oh, I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna hate this show, Derek. Okay, <laughs> except okay. Why do I not like this show? Because you're I, right. But why don't I like the show? Owen Wilson. <laughs> well, well, that doesn't help. But I, 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 if if anything, I think it's it's all, and, and this would be my biggest criticism of it. It's all plot and little character. I yeah, I, I can see that. Okay. And you're not since you're not a big Marvel fan, anyways. Right. You're not gonna you're not gonna like it just. It's just it's just very plot driven, um, and and that would be my criticism of it as well. Is we're not really getting very much character development in this no. show, even of Loki, um, you know. And I don't know what do you, what do you think, Steve? Uh, I also feel like it's sort of all over the place right now. Like 
because we have one where we think this one person's a villain and now appears to be this other person is the villain. Um, and I don't know if that's intentionally trying to keep you on your toes or trying to figure out what's actually going on. Um, I know episode four, I'm going to have to watch again because it got done and I, I was going, okay, what just happened? make all sense? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What just happened? I did like the third episode, the one based on the Chicago's World Fair. I, I thought that was a nice sort of little twist and a little interesting. Um, I don't. I wonder what you thought, Pete, because it got into that sort of that um, time travel thing of one person influencing the other, because that's Obi influencing, um, right? The he who who must. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you and you must not be named. That's the yes. writer's issue. So, so <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, you you know, I'm not. I'm often not a fan of time time travel stories. I'm not minding this so much because it seems to be sticking to its own rules for the most part. That like, if something happened, it still it still happens. I'll see what happens in the next two episodes because I'm a little worried what they're gonna do coming out of this fourth episode um but uh you know i kind of i kind of i like it when they have a closed loop in it like something happened and then later in a couple episodes later you see why that happened because of something that was going to happen in the future so um that stuff and and even the time loop with ob and and timely i did not mind that um they've done that a few times so so what do you why do you think you didn't like it, Derek? Um you argued that it's all plot and no character. I would argue there is no plot and no character <laughs> after the end of episode four. <laughs> because if we were so focused on this time web winder machine weaver thingy bob, and now it's gone. Why did we care about it the first four episodes? Well, we don't know yet because there's two more episodes, but yeah, right. okay, I get it. And let's face it. Nobody believes that everybody's dead. Nobody believes that everybody's dead. Right. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we've had, we've invested a season and two thirds in the TVA and now it's potentially gone. And it's just one of those why did you waste my four episodes? Because I don't think I don't think it's gone. I don't I I don't think that's where they're going they're going if with the this. Time loom or whatever is exploded. Are they yeah, gonna no. come back in time to fix it? Because Yeah, I mean it's it's there's what is, it's it's time garbage. They can do whatever they want. Right. Which is if they're gonna do that, they might as well become Doctor Who. So, um, which yes, by the way, is coming with specials to Disney Plus in December. It's coming to Disney Plus, and I'm, I'm sure excited. Kate were her, she'd be excited, and I'm not. I'm excited. I'm not, but, I, but I'll watch it if I but, have to. I mean, to me, it's just one of those where, how is this okay? If this is if he who remains slash Kang is supposed to be the big bad for this next set, and. I get why when we saw the guy in Chicago that well, all of a sudden that's supposed to help us build sympathy for him or whatever, because to see that not all variants of him are evil. There better be something that happens in episode five and six that makes me feel like it was worth 
watching this. It better move the overall MCU story forward. Because I don't think what's coming out in November is going to do much of that at all. Um, I don't think so. I I don't think, I don't think the Marvels is going to do much of that at all. And that's a big argument with uh, part five or series five or whatever. Phase five. five, Thank you guys. It's been a long week. Um, What phase five has done is not much. They've introduced us to characters that at this point, Right. Well, there hasn't been much of phase five, but yes, so far, okay, phase five sorry, hasn't been sorry. very good. I meant, I meant phase four. Phase okay. four, phase four is, was a why. I mean, at this point, it's, phase four is a why. Yes, I understand that as we move forward into phases five, six, seven, and 23, we might understand why phase four was what it was. But to me, phases one, two, and three of Marvel all progressed either true character development mm-hmm. or true plot somehow faces mm-hmm. four and five have not have not i agree i agree i think i think phase four phase four has was because phase four is over phase four was very disjointed it was a lot of introduction of characters not much of it was particularly good no, um, and phase five, I would say, and, has not been any better. And phase five, phase five has not really been any better. I mean, it's really, I think phase five started with Quantumania. Quantumania and then Guardians 3. And, and Guardians 3, which really had nothing. Not I mean, good. we well, we can argue about Guardians yeah. 3, but it really <laughs> had nothing to do with moving the overall no. story forward. And uh, Quantumania, everyone, all the Kangs, Kang dies at the end. And then until we see, okay. We see the Sith group of whatever worshiping yeah. the Palpatine of whatever. So <laughs> yeah. that's what that, that's what that scene at the end of Quantum Mania reminded me of. By the way, was yeah. in Episode Nine. Hey, wait, you oh. watched Quantum Mania, or you just watched the end of it? No comment. So, um, <laughs> but it reminded me of that scene with all with all the people and guys in the robes right. worshiping yeah. Palpatine. That's yeah. what the end of Quantum Mania. So if we're looking at all those Kangs, let's not even mention. The fact that Jonathan Majors is literally on trial as we speak for yeah. his abuse, and that will determine whether or not he's still going to be in this at all. Yeah. And if you have to recast him now, truly tell me what I've been yeah. watching for the last year and a half. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> as I said, Marvel, face- has, Marvel has problems. Marvel has, Marvel has problems. They did. I, 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 I mean, I don't know how Steve feels. I really loved what they did for 10 years there with phases one, two, and three through Endgame. I, I could appreciate what those, they weren't my thing. Right. Everything right. I've watched quite a few. I honestly watched, okay, I've watched most of quite a few of them. And because they've all been on TBS or TNT at some point recently. Mm-hmm. And I may not like this whole superhero thing. But at least the pl- there's a big overarching plot that moves forward, or there is a one character that from the beginning to the end of their movie develops somehow meaningfully. Right. Yeah. Since Endgame, I have not seen any of that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, what's your opinion, Steve? But my, my, I'm, um, I'm totally in agreement. 
I agree. I felt like those first three phases, they really had a plan of where they all wanted to take it and how it all interconnected. Here, I feel like they don't have a plan. It's like, Pete decides what we're going to do here. And then I read part of it and going, we're going to go here. And there's no real connection. And there's real no connect character that I've been connected to. Like Derek said, that's developed and that I've grown like attached to or want to care about. It's like, Right. I mean, in, in, in the, I would say there, there is one, there is one character that I actually want to see more of, and it's an issue with how they ended up. I guarantee this character comes back at some point. I want to see more of Wanda. I want to see more of the Scarlet Witch. Her character development has been fascinating to me, especially the post grief and the getting back to her kids and finding purpose since she has lost everything. Her character in WandaVision and in the Doctor Strange where she was the big bad guy but wasn't kind of really. I I would desperately love to see some, her show up in something else. That's the one character of this that I think has actually made... Her character has changed, at the, changed yes. massively at the end of Endgame. And she's actually, there's been some growth or at least, okay, I wouldn't necessarily call it growth, but there's been some development. Uh, So I'm going to agree with you that she's been now, now she's really a character from the first three phases, but yes, I agree what they've done with her is interesting. I didn't like, particularly like them turning her evil because once, once they did that, they kind of ruined her for using her again because yeah, I mean you can so say she wasn't really the villain but like she killed hundreds of people <laughs> yes, in, but I but I can also see her showing back up when white vision reemerges because yeah I, I don't know I, I kind of hope she's will show up okay gone. but yeah there, there's should show up at some point yeah I agree um but I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I can't particularly think of a character that I really want to see more of that nope. they've introduced. And not, and it's May, not maybe no. Black not. Widow's sister, maybe Elena. <sighs> no, I did. I did like her the little bit she was mm-hmm. in uh, Hawkeye. So maybe I'm. But but yeah, I I just oh, and I'll say one other thing. I do like Sam Wilson as as Captain America. I do not mind that they're bringing giving him a movie. That's the direction I was going. Is I was going all the way back to Falcon and Winter Soldier. As far as yeah. those are the only two characters that I would want to see any more of. Yeah, because again, again, I think Marvel used its best characters in phases one, two, and three, and now are struggling. Well, and I think they're just introducing too many characters. And I mean, with, with that original series, they really focused on the main Avengers and even there, Hawkeye, not so much and Hulk other than in the Avengers movies. So it was really like, it was really like Tony, Tony Stark, uh, you know, Captain America, Steve Rogers, Thor and Black Widow. Black Widow. 
right, were really the main characters there, a little bit of Nick Fury. And I think the mistake they've made with Phase 4 is so many character introductions, but nothing really interesting like like not really interesting characters partly because here's a movie here's you know here's shang chi and you get a movie for him and now he's gone for three years you know okay except for shang chi that's a character i wouldn't mind seeing again it's to be perfectly honest right the series that are the struggling characters i think for a movie that they were going to distribute they knew they had to have a tight story yeah, knew they had to have a tight story because they only had two to three hours to tell it. Yep. With with the advent of Disney Plus, I think has hurt the development of the Marvel characters. I yes, I mean because I do think the TV series give you an opportunity to get more into characterization because you spend more time with the characters. I don't think they've done a particularly good job of doing it. Um, if you're going to do that, show me a movie of the character first yeah, and, and get it into a series. No, I think that worked better because that's the, the first few were that right. Um, right. uh, WandaVision Falcon, the winter soldier. We already kind of knew these characters and then it right. brought more to the characters. Um, and even Hawkeye, I think it, it was a little one dimensional with Hawkeye, but, um, but you then know, when you bring in the girl, it it, it, it kind of worked. Yeah, Hawkeye was okay. Hawkeye was okay, but like most of the more recent ones have have not worked. Um, you know, I I think Miss Marvel was okay, but not great. She Hulk was bad. Uh, Secret Invasion was bad. Um, for a different reason. For a different well, but, but I mean. Good. Yeah, I suppose that one they didn't really introduce many new characters either for all, for all that. Happened. Yeah. So, but I don't know. It's yeah. I, I don't think we're saying anything that that other people aren't saying about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's kind of it feels very rudderless right now. Yeah, I was going to say feel like very much like it's treading water and just yeah. okay, we've got to get through this. Where is something that we can be, bring out big? I mean, what's the next movie is it the is it the new captain america movie so the, you're saying after the marvels after the marvels what's the next movie yes it's the new captain america movie because it was supposed to be they were going to have deadpool first but they had they didn't finish filming it so okay. captain okay. captain america is in the can okay they finished filming it so they are they're still planning on bringing that out they delayed Deadpool three, but de- to me, Deadpool three, even though they're bringing him into the MCU, it, I can't picture that really being central to. Okay. Question for you then. And let's actually roll this back to Loki. What is the significance of the time loom exploding with the big X-Men symbol on the door? Do you think there is any chance that in the next two episodes they bring in X Men? I hope not. Um, I, I, th- I mean, because I've seen that several places of because these next two episodes, honestly, since they've quote killed each other off and since they've destroyed their MacGuffin or whatever the 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 central thing that people have tried to fix, yeah. 
They've got two episodes that they can literally do anything with. I say no, but there's going to be some sort of connection to some sort of future thing, like a little snippet of, I think they're trying to tie into another project that hasn't been released or revealed yet. I don't know. I, I feel like the next two episodes are, they're going to find a way to like reset what happened. The the one theory, the one theory I heard was that, you know, how timely ended up being killed at the end there. (laughs) I'm sorry. In Marvel, no one's ever dead. But anyway, but I read one theory, which, which I'm not going to say it's hundred percent true, but like, was that like by having him go out there and be killed and then the explosion of the loom and everything, is that what actually created all the variants of, uh, of Kang, you know, basically another time loop series that basically he who remains knew that that needed to happen in order to, you know, it's all time travel. Yes. But if, if they don't explain a lot in these next two episodes, I think in order for this series to be successful, they're going to have to explain a lot and tie it back into the features hard in these next two episodes. I, I agree with the first one. I don't necessarily agree with the second one, but it, 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 it'll have to tie in at least somewhat, but I don't think it necessarily needs to tie in hard, but Um, I I agree. They're going to have to, they're going to have to pull this one out still. Um, I was also reading, there's some theories that um, Obi actually is also a villain. I can't, I can't remember why the connection was, but that would be like another twist. Well, yeah, but to me, that would almost be pretty, I mean, realistically to me, that would almost be a predictable villain type thing. If they, because if they're going to try and throw a big twist, us twist at us at the end of five, Make it something like the Loki we have or the Loki or the Sylvie we have been seeing all along is actually a Kang variant. It's got to be that big of it has to be that big of a twist to me or Miss Minutes and Renslayer. One of those two is actually a Kang variant variant. So, yeah, that's that it's it's got to be that huge of a twist in order to make this series worth it. Yeah, I don't. I, I see they. I I see where they could do that with Renslayer, right? I'm not sure with um, okay, Miss Minutes. Okay, with, with Miss Minutes because I think I think they've pretty much established that he who remains created Miss Minutes, so it wouldn't be even though he who remains is now dead, right? So anyway, remember though multiple timelines, <laughs> but not <laughs> yeah. yeah. But not to at the end, 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 end. Yeah. In theory, it's all one. Okay. In theory, it's, it it all comes yeah. back together. So anyway, yeah. we will see. If there's two more episodes left. We'll see how things go. At least it's got us discussing things as opposed to Secret Invasion or Miss Mar- or uh, She Hulk, which just kind of made us go. Oh, thank God it's over. It's done yet? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Got a couple things for the Disney Plus news this week. Uh, one is the Daredevil reboot has reportedly is going to do a true reboot for the reboot. 
Uh, they yeah. reported to hire the main writer and directors of Loki season two to reimagine the series. From what I hear, it was not nearly dark and intense enough for it didn't continue anything related to the to the Netflix versions of the series, and they actually kind of liked the direction that it, that was taking compared to what they had filmed. So it's going to get pushed way, way back because basically they're saying, you know what, everything we just shot, never mind. Yeah, they they basically said they're going to scrap everything they shot, and they'd shot like half, like nine episodes. Yeah, a bunch of it. So yeah. Um, the other thing on the Disney Plus news this week is uh, AMC, what used to be the American Movie Classics, which I'm not sure the last time they actually showed a classic movie on there, but <laughs> it's going to be picking up the Disney Plus Nautilus series. So that will be coming to AMC for those of you who get that this year. Um, I haven't seen a release date on that. I say this year. I'm guessing, honestly, it will probably be next year. But... Right. Um, that the Nautilus series, which is the Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea reboot, will be will that has been scrapped by Disney Plus has been picked up by AMC as content for that channel. Um, I've heard rumblings that the uh, SAG strike may be ending soon. Which for all of our for all of the actors, and we do know several several screen actors, members of the union, I can't help but think that that would be good news because they would be able to get back to filming some shows. It would be good news for the actors for sure because they are being very steadfast in what they're asking for. And I think everyone here on the show, including including folks that aren't here tonight, would agree. Yeah, definitely. So... That's that's potential good news. We don't have official word, but I've seen that several places that thoughts are hopes within the next week there will be a resolution to that. So next week, with the release of the Marvels coming out a week from Friday, we are going to be looking at the original Marvels movie, Captain Marvel. Um, so this is the original one with her origin story and all of that that led into Endgame, essentially. Mm-hmm. That Captain Marvel, then Endgame, then the Marvels are the only three times we've really seen Captain Marvel. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this will kind of tie us all back in because we've talked about Monica Rambo and her coming in from WandaVision. We've talked about Miss Marvel and her series that they shot. So mm-hmm. This is, they're all coming back together. It, um, but this is the Captain Marvel origin story. So when you watch this, Derek, you will actually have kind of seen all the previous arcs of these characters because maybe for the first time in a Marvel movie, because you'll have seen Nick Fury and the secret evasion thing, which I presume was before this. You'll have seen oh, yeah, Monica Rambo in WandaVision. Back to space. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you've seen Monica Rambo in WandaVision. You'll have seen uh Ms. Marvel. We watched that show. Ms. Marvel. And so. then if you watch this Captain Marvel, I mean, there isn't a lot of character development in Endgame for Captain there's Marvel. No character there's no character <laughs> development other than her showing up in a pantsuit at Tony's funeral. That's right. <laughs> um 
So that'll be next week. We do have uh, several uh, openings, including we've got our Christmas show open. So if you've got suggestions on a, on a Disney Christmas sh- movie we should watch or one that came out around Christmas time or just one of your favorites, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. Um, we do need some suggestions. We've got new episodes Thursdays on YouTube and all the major podcasting services. For Pete, Steve, we've got Kate in absentia. We've got Gina in absentia. We will see everyone next week with Miss Marvel. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching this week's episode of The Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to The Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel, where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at plusplatoon. Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.